Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we take a closer look at Baron Morton's day against the Houston Cougars and also a walking wounded refresher. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. As a new customer, you can bet 5 bucks and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again, my man, and still basking in the glory of a Big 12 win as the Red Raiders down the Cougars of Houston, 49-28 on Saturday. Hope you caught our reaction episode yesterday. We'll get into some different things here today that we didn't discuss on Sunday. And Chris, one of those things I wanted to kick off the show with before we get to a health and wellness report, and we talk about just some bounces of the ball that also aided Maybe in a little good luck for Texas Tech on Saturday and getting that win. We got to talk about Baron Morton. We didn't spend a ton of time really running down what he was specifically as a quarterback. Yesterday, there were so many other things you did as a team that helped get you that win. And specifically what you did as an offense, I was really glad to see, Chris, because I felt like somehow, however you did it, you were able to avoid putting it all on your quarterback to go out and win the game a quarterback that was making his first start of the year and is still relatively inexperienced overall. So I was glad for that. But at the same time, what did the quarterback do? Here to ask you that question, and I would say for my money's worth, he did a lot of things that were within himself. I don't feel like there was much pressing or trying to do too much. Pretty good day all around. Yeah, I, th- I think you 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 summed it up very well right there at the end because I think if you listen to what Joey and and Zach Kitley said last week, really, you know, repeated, man, you know, looking at his West Virginia game, he really just tried to do too much. Um, whether that was trying to make the home run throw, trying to get the thing going, trying to to get into certain plays, trying to move out of the pocket and go deep instead of throwing underneath, whatever. I I don't know all all the, all the minutia there, but I think, uh, and people get triggered when you hear this phrase or this, or it termed this way. And I, I don't, I'm not, I think you'll get what I'm saying, but I think he managed the game. Well, you know, I think he managed the game. Well, he never put you in harm's way. He didn't take, any unneeded chances and try to force anything. This is, these are all great things. Okay. I thought that, and and I think, I think they would tell you that they ran the ball more because he hadn't thrown any passes all week. I mean, this is a young man that didn't attempt to, Baron didn't attempt to pass outside until the game kicked off at 2.30. I think he didn't attempt to pass until, what, what did we say, like about 1.40 p.m., yeah. you know, just to warm up. And that's pretty tricky, man, um, when you just don't know what you don't know. You you want to assume, and we all know what that word will do to you, um, but uh, I think they wanted to really get that ground game going. And, and again, I would say this. There's going to come a time, man, where – 
I don't care if you want to run it, if I want to run it, if Taj Brooks wants to run it, if Caleb Rogers wants to run it, if Joey wants to run it, if the quarterback wants to run it, that it's just not going to be there <laughs> or it's not going to have some, you know, re really much success. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I mean, you, you know, when that necessarily will be, uh, maybe, maybe never, but there's going to come a time when, when Barron or whoever is playing quarterback. Okay. But it's going to be Barron, hopefully. They're gonna have to like go go win you a game. Uh, you can't just. Yeah. This is a league, man, where your quarterback's gonna have to to be special at times and go make some plays. Uh, and you know, look at the best teams in the country, man. And there's there's a common theme there. You know, we touched on that uh, yesterday when we were talking. But I I, I thought Barron played a well a really good game. It was very well played. It was clean. Which maybe, and he's throwing blocks, so he showed you the competitor in him, yeah. um, and he never, he never was in harm's way. Yeah, I like that. Maybe most of all <laughs> that we saw a pretty yeah. clean jersey at the end of the day. Um, do you feel like the game was called in a way to either compensate for the fact that he's just getting thrown in there again, and maybe not like with wet feet just yet, or the health factor uh, also? Is it all of the above? Because I kind of wonder, I, I asked you this a little bit yesterday, but I kind of wonder as the weeks go on, and, and hopefully Baron Morton remains healthy enough to be the starting quarterback, as the weeks go on, I wonder if we do kind of see it opened up a little further. What, what do you really feel like went into uh, the way that Wes Kitley and the offensive staff called that game? I think it's uh, it is answer C. You know, and I was always told like whenever you're taking one of those, uh, what was like the SAT or the ACT or whatever, and you just – Man, I'm just not real sure. Always yeah. go with C. You just seventy two percent chance. Yeah, you always circle in the the C on the old Scantron or whatever it was back in the day with the <laughs> number two pencil. That's I don't right. even know if they have those anymore. But um, I think we're on yeah. number three now. It, it, yeah, it's like when all else fails, man. Just just circle C, man, and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, uh, well, a combination of several uh, things, probably. I, I, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, you know, I think you thought you could run it on Houston a bit. Uh, I think that Houston, you know, because Dana Holgerson had even said much of last week, we know they're going to try to run it. I mean, he kind of was expecting it, uh, you know, and, and so you weren't real sure what what they were going to show you defensively. Uh, but I think you thought you could run it against them. So part of it's matchup. Part of it is because, yeah, you're trying to, like, take some load off of your quarterback, which you haven't seen throw a pass in seven days or six days which I can only imagine the the mental games that you go through that week, like, you know, and everybody could tell you, he'll be fine. It's going to look okay. But that's just got to be strange when Jake Strong's back there taking all the first team uh, reps, <laughs> all practice, uh, every practice, and all that stuff, which this is going to be ultimately good for Jake Strong, uh, I think. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I think I think that, you know, Barron also was, was smart – within the offense, you played the game. Okay. You didn't, you didn't try to get outside of the game and kind of, again, try to do too much. And I think all of it kind of combined was a pretty, you know, but 14 to 22 for what was it? Uh, how much did he? 181, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 161. There's going to be times where that's not anywhere near enough. You know, uh, now granted, the flip side is that Donovan, he threw for what, like 325 and it wasn't enough either, yeah. you know, but because they didn't have a lot of the run game. 
I don't know if that's Waco in, on Saturday night. I don't know if that's Kansas State the following week at home. You know, but at it, it, some point, and I think Barron will be ready to answer the bell. But I just, uh, I just think majoring in the run game. I'm not ready to like say, oh, this is what you are yet. I think it can work. I think you will. I think that what we're seeing though is that you will continue to be balanced. You know, and I think it could tilt one way or the other on some weeks, and it clearly tilted more run game uh, this past week. But I thought this past week, but I thought your your quarterback had a lot to do with you you being able to do that you know um and and i uh it was kind of fun to see kind of watch him because you're starting to see him kind of grow up a little bit uh he's starting to mature in front of your eyes he's a redshirt sophomore i think people kind of in their brain think he's but that was his fourth start and he ain't no bus driver we know that no he's not so eventually there will be more than what we saw that day but i think for that day uh, that was perfect. I'm glad at the end of it, it was part of a successful recipe. Um, some other things we don't know, some other things we can't predict week to week, the way the ball will bounce. Now, this is very in-depth expert analysis here, but let me let you in on a little something. If it bounces your way, you make more plays. And to quote the late, great Norm McDonald, you don't bet on football because the ball ain't round. You don't. What shape is that? You can't name that shape. Oblong? Is that even a shape or just a description? Chris, this was a day where we actually felt like we had to note you got some breaks. You got some lucky bounces, whether it was the block punt right back into the hands of Fungi or whatever you might have on your list. It was a day where it felt like, I don't know, the wind was blowing in your direction a little bit and you ain't always been there. First, today's episode brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, changing the non-alcoholic beer game one swig at a time. And it's time once again for your game changer of the week. This week, it's number 28, Taj Brooks, who carried the ball 22 times for 106 yards and two TDs, giving him three straight games now over the century mark as the Red Raiders down the Houston Cougars 49 to 28. And just like Taj Brooks, Athletic Brewing Company is changing the game with non-alcoholic beer. That actually tastes good. Great tasting, award-winning, and you're going to find more than 50 styles at athleticbrewing.com. But what you're not going to find ever is a hangover with Athletic Brewing Company. Change the game by finding Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or online at athleticbrewing.com. And right now, first-time customers can get 15% off your first online order by using our code Locked On. The code Locked On for 15% off your first online order. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com fit for all times. You got some breaks. You got some lucky bounces. Whether it was the block punt right back into the hands of Fungi or whatever you might have on your list, it was a day where it felt like, I don't know, the wind was blowing in your direction a little bit, and you ain't always been there. It's like, uh, it, you know, like you go back to like the Oregon game, you know, like that that one of those final plays and it's just the the ball just kind of there's somebody right there, pick six, um, you, you know, and, and like, you know, the interception that you had. And, and if you're if, if you're an inch further in, in the playing field, it's an interception and maybe that alters the game. And we we're having a completely different conversation right now. But instead, that they they determine either he doesn't complete the catch or he's out of bounds or whatever. Talk about Malik Dunlap in the end zone. You, you've you've doinked the field goal, uh, believe in at Wyoming you, into your own backside of one of your linemen, and then uh, hit the goalposts and all those things. 
So this this Saturday, because I'll tell you why I wanted to bring this up, because this uh, this past Saturday, they doink a field goal, so you get a lucky bounce. And I thought it was a fairly sneaky big play in the game. Yeah. That, you know, you, you held them off the scoreboard at the end of the half because who knows what momentum they get. But, like, the middle eight that Joey talks about a lot, you dominated it. You know, you, you absolutely dominated it, uh, the, the, those middle eight moments. And part of that, or middle eight minutes, because the, they missed the field goal is part of the, the, the reason. But, like, the, the block punt, I'm like, of course. But, like, when it's going your way, it's just going your way. Because that could have easily, you, you know, blocked and then bounced out of bounds or bounced uh, forward or whatever, and, and you don't capitalize. And then – you know, um, you, you don't score off of that drive theoretically because I, I remember in that Oregon game, you, you di- didn't you get an interception and then you basically did nothing with it. You I know, so. I mean, like you know, and so it's just funny because that ball you block it and it's just boop right there, right to Loic, and then <laughs> seven points. You know, like here we go, and it's just kind of because I had a I had somebody that played a long time in the NFL standing on the sideline. Uh, that has been around a lot of uh, NFL locker rooms and, 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 you know, programs and and all that and in college too. But, and he said, he said, he goes, you know, last year with this team, it's funny because you could have had, you know, one guy doing the wrong thing, but the ball didn't find him. You know, like you could have had 10 out of 11 guys doing their thing. And then the one guy not doing their thing, but the ball didn't find him. This year, for whatever reason, it's like the ball is finding that guy because it's funny how the sport works sometimes. And I, I don't know. I just thought I was like, yeah, because, I mean, that's the point about being like, you know, but Saturday, the ball bounced your way and, and Dana Hogerson's got to be like, what? You know, I mean, we because you, you just, um, you know, you get out gained and, and, and there, it wasn't perfect what you did. You couldn't stop them in the first half, and yet you win by three touchdowns. You win and you cover, which is a, a fan's dream most of the time. So, uh, but yeah, balls <laughs> bouncing your way, man. And it's just funny how that, how sometimes on a Saturday, man, it could go your way, and other times it cannot, as we've seen too. Yeah. And shout out to Patrick Mahomes, Dasher of Wagers Dreams uh, within the last 24 hours. What up, Patrick? Um, and also shout out to Summit Hoke, uh, rocking he a Texas the, Tech jacket. He pulled this. He pulled this Roderick Thompson. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove we're on the up and up, boys. Like that's what it was all about. Just to prove we're on the up and up here in Kansas City. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, Chris, I think clearly there's luck involved in anything and everything, or a lucky bounce or break or whatever it might be. But as far as you can go in making your own luck, that begins with great effort, in my opinion. And a team that gives great effort is always going to find some breaks, I feel like, at least. And I don't know that that's some mathematical equation I could spell out for you on a chalkboard, but it's a feeling. And maybe it's based off of, you know, sports history. Because I think when you talk about, like, turnovers or how does a guy always find his way around the ball, he's probably finishing plays with great effort. Fungi, you block a punt, how do you find your way to that ball bouncing right in your hands? You continue to give great effort and trying to strain and get to wherever it is because it was kind of a strange trajectory. I think it kind of went straight up and then sort of back over towards that uh, south end gate. So either way, I think we can talk about oh, what's in the you know what's in the water, what's in the air. You get some lucky breaks. I think a team giving great effort is far more likely uh, to find some of those breaks than not. But again, same time, sometimes it's just the way. The ball bounces and was glad to see it go the right way for the good guys 
on Saturday. All right, Chris, now get out your chart. I don't know if you want to put on uh, maybe a stethoscope or something, but we may need a little extra time actually for this portion of the program. The health and wellness watch. And I honestly feel like it got better most recently. So it's maybe not at the worst spot that it's been all year long uh, because we did see some guys back on the field that we hadn't seen in a little while or were dinged up the week prior. But what are we looking at when we're looking at the walking wounded sheet here, Chris? And I really just wonder, man, from your perspective, as you spent so much time covering these things, has this been a unique year? Does it just feel like it's kind of overloaded or is this just the way it goes within a football season? First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And the NFL season is on and popping, and the only place to be in the center of all the action is with America's number one sports book. And right now, new FanDuel customers can bet five bucks and get 200 bucks in bonus bets back, guaranteed. But there's more. All customers, new or old, who bet $5 are going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Translation right now is the best time to join FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on anything and everything. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of their NFL kickoff offer that you can't afford to miss from FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. What are we looking at when we're looking at the walking wounded sheet here, Chris? And I really just wonder, man, from your perspective, as you spent so much time covering these things, has this been a unique year? Does it just feel like it's kind of overloaded or is this just the way it goes within a football season? That's a great question. I, I think um, it certainly is talked about, I think, uh, more than it maybe used to be. Uh, because I think there was a time I had to always like quote Mike, uh, but there was a time when I was doing this and he would just, he was so sick of being asked about injuries that he basically was just like here at Texas tech. We don't have injuries. Next question. <laughs> like he, he just wasn't going to engage. Yeah. He wasn't going to get into it with anybody. He wasn't going to tell, you know, get into the, the the weeds as far as like, okay, this guy's dealing with this or that. He just wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to address it. Felt like, you know, whatever. That was his. So it just, and if you, you couldn't ask about it, because he would just go, yeah, we don't have injuries. What, what, what else What else you got? You know, guys walking around on a boot, guys walking around with a cast. Oh, that's, yeah, that don't, that's an illusion. You, you're not really see, yeah, you're not really seeing that right there. Uh, no, no injuries here. Um, I think and, and, one of the things in the Joey yeah. McGuire era that's interesting me about the injury conversation was how he points out sort of that he doesn't want to give the opponent, you know, a roadmap of where to ding this guy up in the next week's yeah. game. And maybe beyond just being annoyed, that has something to do with it as well. But I hadn't really considered that over the years. Yeah, you know, and, and what I think Joey, Joey's pretty transparent with everything. And I think part of part of most people love it. I think some people get get you know irritated about it or they use it against him. It's like, well, you told yeah. us all these things, what whatever it was, and then they they use it against him. But it's like, you know, you can't you either want a coach to be refreshing and honest and upfront or you or you don't, or maybe you just want a coach speak and and all that guy is what he said, I think, uh, last week. But Joey's pretty transparent with injuries, but but ultimately what he would prefer, and we'll get into specifics here in a second, but what what Joey would I think would prefer that they do is a conference policy on 
like more like day before or morning of like these guys are out or questionable or whatever like some sort of you know kind of like nfl type stuff you know um i don't know how you get everybody every coach to abide by that and remove the gamesmanship uh from it but he 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 would prefer just everybody just be up front with it you know just show us your hand kind of thing you know yeah. turn the cards over show us your hand here we go here's mine away we go but i don't know if we'll ever get there or not but uh, i think he's kind of pushed for that and asked for that and he's been fairly you know upfront about uh the, his preference there as far as this saturday goes or this past saturday yeah you had no josiah pierre you had no jordan brown you had no duda banks uh and you obviously had no tyler shuck um i don't expect to see tyler shuck for the rest of the season i just don't um uh, I, I think that's I think he's probably played his last snap uh, for Texas Tech. I think he's still around and he's still on the team. He's still, if you saw his Twitter account, he's like shouting out Cameron Valdez. Again, still very widely respected within that locker room, and that's not going to change. I expect uh, Pierre and Brown, I think, both should be good to go this week. Again, quote-unquote think. So we'll see. Neither one of these are, are serious injuries, but they were enough to keep him out of uh, this past Saturday's game. Desperately need him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, Duda Banks is, I think, a week or so away. He's been missing for the last couple of weeks. That would offer up some uh, depth on the interior of the defensive line because they actually suited up a young man that we have never discussed on this show uh, until right now. Amir Washington was one of your signees. Uh, this past class, he's a true freshman. He had, was coming off of some hand surgery, and I think he had been practicing in the last week or so. And so you're a little bit thinner there because of Blake Burris is is out. He is somebody that uh, had been in that rotation or the back end of that rotation. So it just you'd taken enough hits there that you needed a fourth and a fifth guy. And then we also know the injury issues with Quincy Ledette from the week before, but he actually played. Um, you know, in, in the game, and I think is is okay. Uh, but you lost Rabbit in this game, uh, which I think, as Joey, I think we talked about it last week, Joey would tell you that's the best guy we've got on defense right now. He's playing the best football of anybody we've got. He quarterbacks it, yeah. you know, and he and, and Chapman Lewis got, got inserted in there, and Chapman Lewis, I think, did good, but he also – I think got turned around and lost one of those receivers on one of those long touchdown passes, right? I think they're in the second quarter. Uh, but I, th- they're hopeful that he will be back. I know hope is not a strategy, but uh, I think they're, they're, uh, they're hoping that he will be back. It's uh, some back tightness, I think, according to Coach McGuire. And then I don't know what the status is of Mason Tharp. He's obviously playing through an injury, uh, has been. Uh, he went to the locker room mid-third quarter maybe, give or take, and did not return. And so I don't know uh, what the issue there is, but that's not good. And I think Baylor Cup is playing through an injury as well. You know, so it's just uh, this is what you're dealing with. Um, And I don't know if I've missed somebody. Tyler Owens. That's another one on my mind. We saw him back, but he's been kind of in and out last few weeks and he just to his credit he just throws his body around with reckless abandon man but every time when he gets up it's like it's kind of slower or (laughs) just but but he but he he's he's gonna give you all he's got and so I think he's playing through you know uh 
kind of a, a quad and then a hip and just all kind of, but I, yeah. I just think he's straining is what coaches say. When we, I, when I know a team is playing really hard, they are straining. They are given everything that they've got. It's a grind. And I think you're seeing that with Tyler Owens right now. So you just kind of hope that, uh, that he, he can continue to be okay. Cause he makes such a difference on the back end, man, especially yeah. in the run game. He's just so physical and, all those things, but I don't know if I've covered it completely. But I, I think, think so. A pretty good picture. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's no quick look. That's for sure. It's a, it's a list that you're kind of keeping an eye on. And so those guys again, we saw back in action. So dinged up or not, hopefully going to be uh, in good enough shape to be in action again in Waco. I wonder though, Chris, you mentioned maybe Rabbit's the answer. If it can't be the quarterback, and I could just say, man, you get this guy healthy for the rest of the year. Do you go Josiah Pierre? Do you go rabbit? Do you go Owens? I think about Pierre and I'm like, man, as soon as he's off the field, freshman in all directions. So I don't know. I'm like, is he more important to be back in the mix if I could only choose one? But then you talk about rabbit quarterback in the defense, you know, Mason Tharp, Cameron Valdez, some impact as well felt in recent weeks. Who do you think really is that guy that's like, man, so many things change when they're not there. I'm, I'm inclined to maybe think we're talking defense. Who would you go with? Yeah, I, I would tell you Rabbit is an MVP type guy on this team just because of how good he's been playing. We've seen yeah. like the senior bowl, like using him as an example. Uh, Joe, the head coach says he's I, I think he's playing the best out of anybody on defense right now, you know, and and then I think the reason that I put him at most important is because he quarterbacks it, man. Yeah. You know, I think he's he's getting guys lined up. I think he kind of he knows the calls. I think he's been a big reason why you've maybe limited some of the explosives uh, that you that you came into the season going. We got to clean this up. We can't keep, keep giving up long long plays. Not that they've been perfect, but I think that they've you know. And I just think a lot of him. But I think yeah, that that's an MVP type. You know, and and it's an under the radar at some level too because I don't know if enough yeah. people you know realize, but. But yeah, the answer is all the above. I mean, you re you right. really just need you you need all these cats, man. Uh, you you're not <clears throat> you you you've got some depth, and the depth doesn't necessarily fall off, uh, you know, off a cliff, depending on the certain positions and stuff. But you, you just want to put your best foot forward, and obviously, with your quarterback situation, you know, you, you're 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 thinner there, and that's not going to change uh, the rest of this season. Uh, but uh, but I, I would probably say rabbit, and Pierre has been great. Yeah, Pierre's been great, but I, I would probably go. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go Rabbit. It's really just one of those things with Pierre. Like I said, you've already lost a frontline guy in Rodriguez. You know, Pierre's not in the mix, and I we saw this for ourselves. All of a sudden, you're looking out there and you're seeing Dingle and Roberts, and thinking, "Wow, you know, what is this? The senior well, year of high school, or where are we at here?" Because that's not what you anticipated. Well, and and with Rabbit, you go from that to to Chapman Lewis, the true right. freshman. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would say I think Valdez would be an underrated pick for that question, also because as good as the ground game has looked, as good as Taj Brooks looks, what is it like for three to four months if you don't have that help? It was one of your keys to the game. Not only get Taj Brooks going, but find him some help. The dude uh, runs like a bull, and that's going to come with some shots, whether he's taking them or delivering them. Talked about pass protection, all the things we've run down. I think Valdez or a second running back is uh, also an, an underrated pick for that kind of question because it's going to take all hands on deck. There's no doubt. And I'm just sitting here fascinated, Chris, with all that we've talked about. And I don't even know if I want to bring it up. Should I even say it out loud? I'm knocking on wood because I'm going to do it anyway. 
We haven't had to talk about the O-line just yet when it comes to some of that bad luck like we have in some previous years where you're swapping out and no well, chemistry, no synergy being established. Funny you say that. Um, well, no, it's okay. Did you just but, get a wire report right now when I said it? <laughs> you know, R- Rust, Rusty Stats, he had missed uh, quite a bit of practice last week. Um, and and I think, you know, there was, I don't know, some concern <clears throat> With him, but I think you know he he obviously played. There was a few low snaps and, and things like that, but I think overall he and, and they played well. Um, but yeah, knock on wood. I think yeah, <laughs> you, you've been able to to avoid any issues there. But uh, it's not um, yeah, it's not all as it seems, but it's pretty close. I think they're all for the most part for fairly healthy and, and playing pretty well. That so. just seems like one of those spots that for a handful of years or longer, there's always something going on yeah. as far as a little shuffle a little swap whatever we got and of course we got it again last year hang in there rusty come on we need you okay baylor bears on our minds as we hear from joey mcguire coming up later today to kick off the week i'm sure we'll get some refresher on the injury list from coach mcguire as well so we'll have that to consider coming up tomorrow and we begin to turn our attention to waco as you take on a team that had one of the most <laughs> <laughs> wowing wins of the weekend as they come back from, uh, I think it was 29 or 28 down uh, at one point in time to win over Central Florida. So plenty of time to get to that. Chris, appreciate your time and insight as always, man. Enjoyed it and we'll do it again tomorrow. Absolutely. Keep hope alive, people. Have a good week and uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Check out our reaction episode yesterday. If you haven't caught that just yet, And we hope to see you back here for the next round of Locked on Texas Tech.